All right, three, two, one, we're live. We are live. Um, welcome to What Are You Watching, episode nine. Hey, baby, you know how it goes. <laughs> I'm Danny the Wine Man, not the king of slams, but that's my name. Yo, 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 Hunter the Consumer out here, consuming. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh. Duh. Alright guys, um, today is Thursday, January 30th. Um, we're back on the podcast. Uh, last episode, rest in peace, Adam Richmond, was a great time. Still on Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, today we got a lot. We got a lot on the table. Um, we are talking loss with our second special guest ever, Thomas King, who is King of the Slams. Is the King of the Slams. Um, so that's exciting to have him on the show, and we're gonna dive into loss. Um, and then top three saddest deaths in TV or movies later in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Hunter, how you been? How you been, man? I'm good. Like? I'm I'm good. Uh, you know, like I said, I only got class really Monday through Thursday, mostly on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So another week is over for me. I'm living lavishly, uh, making that bread. Just started Ozark. Uh, pretty pumped oh, for really? that. Yes, I did. I walked into Shocker's room. He had it on. I go upstairs. I bang it on. Pop it on the telly, and I'm um, invested. So it's two seasons right now. I'll probably be done with that by like tomorrow night. Um, I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Like right after this podcast, I'm going right to Ozark. Jason Bateman. Like it so far, but I'm doing good. How about yourself, Daniel? Yeah, uh, not too bad. Just dropped my first official YouTube video, launching the YouTube channel. That's, which is very exciting. Um, it's a good time. I love. I was very proud of the first video I put out. It um, and I like sent it to everyone, seeing some reception. So I'm excited to get that going. Other than that. Chilling. Even for Europe soon, though, huh? Big yeah, I will leave for Europe on Tuesday. Ooh. Um, so big things coming. There might be a little pause in the pod for sure, but we'll get back on it once I get my feet uh, kind of settled in. Oh, dope money. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Okay. Um, in news, starting off on kind of a sad, uh, soft note, but we have to say something. Um, Kobe died this pa- past week. Uh, seriously, rest in peace, Kobe. Something like that I had to say about it. Well, first it was like, um, I didn't believe it. Like, I just really didn't. It was like the news seemed fake and also some Twitter scrolling, scrolling. And then it became real. And then I heard about his daughter and I was like, wow, that is so sad. And I was like, I was really upset. But then once I started watching ESPN and hearing about all these stories and what, like, what Kobe was really about, what he really did, seeing all this stuff was like, it killed me. His hustle. Like how, how much he loved his daughters, how good of a dad he was, how nice he was to other players, and like just everything he stood for, how competitive he was. It's just like that's what killed me. Yeah. It just that aftermath of hearing everything was like, really had a big impact on the whole world. Oh, for sure. I think one of the best ways to put it is this is one of those moments that you're going to remember exactly where you were when it happened. So, you know, you hear people say, oh, like I remember where I was on 9 11. And obviously, you know, 
Kobe dying isn't as tragic as 9-11, you know, not as big as ramifications, but it hurts all just the same, especially to people that knew him, people that have been invested in basketball. And, you know, I think I'll remember forever, you know, I was sitting at the library doing homework and I just get this little Twitter notification like, oh, Kobe, please don't be dead. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, and then the same thing. I'm just scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm Googling. Oh, reports might be false. You know, there's no way. And it is just shocking, you know, just to learn who he was as a person, as a father, you know, as a figure to younger people in the basketball world. It is so sad. Just started his retirement, doing all these great things for the community, you know, and it's just gone too soon. Gone too soon. Yeah, seriously. Uh, It is like, I just couldn't, I really couldn't believe it. Like, like the helicopter crash with Kobe and his daughter in it. Come on. Oh my God. And then a a bunch of other people. I think there was eight or nine people died. In total, yeah. Yeah, that's emotional. But Kobe also um, had an Oscar award-winning short called Dear Basketball. So oh, good. I might, if I can watch that, I'm probably going to get my hands on that. Oh, yeah. It's, I, th- I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, I bet you we could find that. That'd be cool to watch. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, moving on off to that sad note, trying to pick things back up here. Um, Birds of Prey featuring Margot Robbie, Harley is actually getting very good reviews. People really love Margot Robbie, and they're saying the movie's pretty good. Okay. So that's that's a cool thing to hear. That is a cool. I'd like to see a little resurgence from DC after their four or five year shit fest they put on. Um, if yeah. this is if this ends up being a good movie, you know, I I'd like to see where it goes, for sure. Well, yeah. What's cool is like one, I love Margot Robbie. Ewan McGregor's in it too, which is cool. But DC, we kind of talked about this when we talked about Shazam. Um, they're a little bit back on their feet. Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Joker, and now Birds of Prey, and Shazam, they're like very different, very, very different stylistically of a superhero movie. They're trying to change the genre a little bit to stand out for Marvel, and they're not doing a bad job. So it's cool to see this movie looks super different. But if people like it, then yeah. man. DC just threw themselves in the fire too quickly. I mean, you, oh, yeah. you didn't even get like all the origin stories yet, and you're getting... Uh... What was it called? What do they call them? Superman themselves? versus Batman, Justice League. Justice League. You're getting Justice League three years into the DC launch, and you just have no idea, you know, anything about these characters. So it's it's cool to see them kind of reinventing the wheel a little bit. You know, I'm excited to see where it yeah. goes. Back on their feet a little bit. Uh, next piece of news: uh, some Super Bowl trailers that may or may not be on. Uh, Mister Peanut. What? Oh yeah, rest in peace, Mister Peanut. He will be on the Super Bowl. Um, there's going to be a full-length SpongeBob trailer, Mu- final trailer for Mulan, uh, possibly a Fast and Furious Nine trailer. Uh, Sonic, there's like a Sonic short where he's like talking to players. Already watched it. it by the way, before I move on, Sonic, shout out to that team for an ultimate turnaround, an ultimate PR turnaround. Oh, yeah, um, Power that movie turned from straight up hate that looks kind of good. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely see it. I'll definitely. Yeah. I I cannot believe they actually listen to the fans. Like, yeah, it is crazy, man. Good for that. Thing they did. Yes. Oh my god. It it could have just saved that entire production company, the director, the producer. Every it could have just saved everybody's ass for the next. You yeah. know, it it was on pace to be the worst movie ever. It really looked awful. But Jim Carrey looks cool in it. Um. Also, Quiet Place Part Two, and then No Time to Die. Filmed Final in Buffalo. Filmed in Buffalo, by the way. Quiet Place Part really? Two. Filmed in Buffalo. Yes. Uh, my friend's dad. Uh, works for an asbestos removing company started it himself and they actually employed him to clear out the foundries and the, like the who does is it 20 is it fox is it 20th century fox i don't know yeah sure I don't know. Uh, but whoever was hired his company to like 
make sure all the warehouses and everything were safe. So that's dope. That is that is cool. Have have you ever heard of anyone who has like asbestos? Like I've never heard of like a an asbestos. Case. It's one of those. It's like something that has just been passed down for centuries to be afraid of, but it's not a real thing. It's like you know when you live in an old man's mansion, like don't go in the back room. There's dead bodies in there. But you go in the back room and it's just like a really nice bathroom that you could poop in. Like it's his private bathroom. Yeah. It's you know it's a facade. Nobody actually gets asbestos. It's like this like massive apartment complex, eighty floor, seventies floor stuff coming out the window big bags and everything it just says asbestos warning like is that a bug what what is it is, do i get lung disease like what is it? uh i i think you're thinking of, i think you're thinking of fumigation okay like fumigations where they, like they put breaking the, bad it's yeah it's where they put the thing like the the covering around a house or like a floor asbestos yeah, is asbestos is just like really bad dust and like mold mm. and shit so like it, it's like poison dust. Like it won't kill you instantly. It'll just like give you like bronchitis or something. And I'm not a doctor. That's fair. So, you know, don't go <laughs> quote me on that. But I'm like pretty but positive. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. Doctor J. <laughs> oh, call me Doctor Snips, baby. Hey, I'll do right. I cut hair. Um, for free. They call me Doctor Snips. I play some Trey songs, and I'll cut you right, girl. I will cut you right. Cuts for free, but tips are highly recommended. Yes, and that, only if I do a good job. No, well, he requires half the tips before and half the tips after. Ooh, um, yeah. So some cool trailers might be dropping during the Super Bowl. I don't even watch commercials anymore during the Super Bowl. I think that's not a thing anymore. Just watch it on Twitter, or YouTube the next day. Well, that's but, stupid. Well, come on, everyone talks during it. It's not like no one wants to focus during the commercials. I do. No, a, it's a project for my sports management class. Actually, I got to do a project on, on like a group, a PNG and soft drink commercials, PowerPoint, eight slides. Interesting. Yes. RIP. I haven't been to class in years. Uh, um, final piece of news: the gentleman. Um, yep. People like it. Yep. Solid reviews too. Yep. So it's really cool. We're getting two January movies that people like. It's a Guy Ritchie film with McConaughey, Colin Farrell, uh, Charlie Hunman. And um, what's the what's what's uh the guy from Succession? Which guy Kendall. from Succession? Oh, uh, I don't name. I don't know his name. I'm not I'm not. He's in it. Okay, cool, cool. I'll learn cool. I'll learn his yeah. name for you guys though. Wait, actually, I I had I put it on the notes, but I don't have it up. Um, oh yeah, can oh Jeremy Strong. Yep, that's it. I learned it for you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> So people actually like that. It's a cool little British drug dealer type of movie. Yeah, uh, I'm pumped to see. Yeah, no, good, good, good cast. McConaughey, Farrell, Hunman speak for themselves. Jeremy Strong, very up and coming. I think they'll do a good job. Guy Ritchie, gotta love it. Gotta need it. Gotta have it. What you need, what you need. I got hello, hello at America. Assassinate my character. So I got a question for the fans and kind of Hunter. Maybe I don't know if you want to answer, but so. We don't exactly review movies that come out now. Most of our reviews have been streamable reviews, like a rewatchable movie. Would you prefer that we come out and do new movies, like a regular movie, like Gentlemen, or would you rather us do rewatchable movies that you can stream and then do the big movies, such as Rise of Skywalker, 1970? So. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna leave this up to the Twitter. yeah yeah I'm gonna leave this up yeah. to the fans too you know because I'll either or I'm just curious what you know what what are you watching <laughs> exactly let us know fans on Twitter at wrywpod what about Ramble um, Recreation yeah shout out to our sponsor Ramble Recreation helping us out 
and the Bills. Paying the Bills. Good peoples. Good peoples. Yeah. All right. Um. So moving on to what did we watch before we do the shows that we watched? Anything weird? Anything cool you watched this week that just stuck out to you? I mentioned earlier. I just started Ozark. Uh, I just watched Aliens on HBO. Uh, uh, I believe that's James Cameron or Michael Bay. Yeah. I think it's James Cameron. Um, cool. Uh, Ellen Ripley, Signore Weaver, uh, the beginning of the alien franchise that we know to be aliens versus predators and alien and alien covenant Prometheus. So they, one of my favorite movie series, I watched that when I was younger, I had nightmares for a long time because of it, but they just do that on net on HBO. So I tuned in to watch that Bill Paxton, the late and great RIP. Um, let me see. Is there anything else? Uh, I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm a little bit more. Been dabbling around that. You get in the curb. I'm getting in cool. with L- LD Larry David. So that's you know that's always something to watch. It's like uh, that show that I'll put on and watch for a little bit, and then I'll just kind of you know it's it's like The Office, you know, background show, but like I'll also watch it intently. But I love it. It's funny. It's cool. Larry David Seinfeld. Gotcha. It's funny. Yeah. yeah, I haven't really been watching anything recently. I had I was watching a little bit of Australian Open. Um. I just, I've been, oh, I know what I've been doing. I've been like, just putting on five Grammys also. Yeah, good for Billy. That's cool. If you haven't seen, watch your carpool karaoke with James Corden. Really cool. Really interesting one. Um, But I've been putting on some like Disney movies and then just kind of doing work on my computer, just kind of like half, half watching it type of thing. But intently, I watched Lilo and Stitch, Moana, the new Aladdin, and uh, Inside Out. So I just put all those on. Get a nice refresher on my Pixar. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Who likes your friend? Na, 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 bing bong, bing bong. That could be a top top three status death. Yeah, honorable mention. Fourth All right, but moving on. We got The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can call me The Bachelor. Fun, huh? Episode four, The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, you no, know. You refer to me as the bachelor from now. I'm gonna call you the bachelor. Say, yeah, I'm going out with Barks, Yondo, and the bachelor. They go, who's the bachelor? I'm gonna have to say, come out and see. He'll be wearing the suit and tie, with a little rose in my mouth. I'm doing that dance like in Shrek. Like, yeah, the little <laughs> pango, you know, leaning back, trying yeah. to put the rose into her mouth. Yeah, that's hot. Yep, that's hot. But yeah, episode four. Um, big news. There was no rose ceremony this episode. Oh, gotta be. Up there for cliffhangers with Game of Thrones, Lost, other TV shows. That was crazy. Um, shout out to what are you watching Twitter, the Twitter world in general for popping our tweet off. We had a little over 1,100 likes, about 200 retweets, a bunch of quotes, a couple comments. I felt famous for a second. It was pretty sweet. Um, no, the whole, we blew up. It we was blew up. We blew up. The whole world seemed to be upset with this cliffhanger. Because you know why? Is because we have freaking Alea back. Who's, who's yeah wait real quick around. before we get in the show could you imagine if anyone if anyone is listening to this right now that's from our tweet they're just like oh what are you watching pod let me check these guys out and they love us like what if someone right now is listening they're just like from that tweet how funny would that be? then you know what if you are i want you to dm us on twitter and we'll give you a dope shout out and everything and we'll be your best friend and we're also very appreciative yeah We'll we'll take a selfie or something. Yeah, we can't like send you. A, we're not like David Dobrik, no Tesla or anything. Like, oh, but like we'll take a picture with maybe, you. Yeah, maybe we'll send you our Christmas card next year, and it's gonna be a good one. So you might want it. <laughs> oh, our Christmas card's about to be great. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. But yes. So basically, in the Bachelor, um, before we get into the Alaya drama, 
uh, the the solo date with Victoria F once was to a Chase Rice concert, who she used to date. Like, what which are is... the odds? Well, clearly pretty high because the producers are on a whole nother level. But what are the odds? Like, the producers are insane to set that up. That is so funny. There's probably so much digging. They found out her Instagram. They found out Chase Rice is in Cleveland. That's the only reason Cleveland. There's no other reason. come on producers come on harrison what's going on here and uh part of me is thinking she's just the biggest two things one she might be the biggest gold digger ever you know chase rice pretty famous guy you know she's got a lot of money leaves chase rice to be on the bachelor other thing i'm thinking i think they're still both together and he just let her be on the bachelor because when they were talking about the relationship how it ended she was just like oh yeah like he really didn't want me to go on this show but like i really wanted to go on it i don't know a little bit of a you know what what do you mean he didn't want you to go on it you know you guys are dating you know he's i don't know man red flags i'm getting red flags what i'm thinking is like she's just like one of those girls that's so hot and been so hot her whole life she just understands what she can do and her power and she definitely took advantage of that that's Uh, why she's on actually yeah she's trying to play the good Um, guy too she's cutthroat we're learning a little more cutthroaty from her all the girls are cutthroat. Um, but Alea, who got voted out last week, fake, um, <laughs> fake. No rules She's anymore. Back. No rules anymore in this show. And she is back. And she is back. Oh. And she got a rose. You know what? When I'm picturing Alea coming back onto the show this week, I picture that scene from Dexter with Sergeant Dukes. I th- Dokes, I think is his name, when he goes, surprise, motherfucker. That's that's Alea walking through the door. She's like, hey, girls. And they're all just <laughs> what creates a huge reaction. All the girls are, they went at her neck. There was they no, went at her neck. That damn walkout. A walk, they all went up to Pete. They're like, Peter, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like she's gone. It's us now. And they're all pissed. I'm pretty sure the only girl that sides with Alea is freaking, um, what's her name? What's her name? We love her. Two, two name, two words. Blonde. No, not McKenna. McKenna yeah. hates her. Uh, uh, no, Anne, no, 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 no. And uh, I don't know her name. I, I can't. No, be... I know the one girl who defends her. What's the super hot chick on the case. show? The model, the, the number one. Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann. Thank you. God damn it! Just oh, Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann. I love Hannah Ann. Yeah, Hannah Ann plays the field. You know, she's not making any enemies yet, except for Victoria. she's a legit villain. She's she like is. a smart villain. Low key, she she's gonna wait, and we'll see her. We'll see her come for somebody's throat in the next couple of weeks. But right now, she's playing the low key route. She's hot. She's letting her beauty do the talking. And then she's going to come out with her bear claws and start gashing some people's eyes. <laughs> bear claws. Yeah, Bachelor, was, it was good. Um, been having a lot of fun, a lot of tweeting it. They were in Cleveland this week, which was funny. as thing. So funny. What's a, um, an abandoned Cedar Point in a very cloudy yeah. day. And they stayed in the Hilt. They stayed in like a Hampton Inn. Like. I think the cringiest thing for me on these episodes is when they go to like the concerts and it's just them like having to I agree. dance just them two to just one singer like i no, know that's there's always that's people so in true. the crowd but they're always extras just watching them and this time this time victoria f and peter were on like a stage in the middle of this crowd and they just had to dance like you can't really be yourself there it's got to be so awkward like i if I'm no, doing it's... that, I'm getting wasted before. I'm pre-gaming my ass off. I'm getting a bottle of Goldschlager, sitting in my room all by myself, listening to The Doors, getting ready to go to Chase Rice concert with Victoria F. on the set of The Bachelor. 
<laughs> the fact that you said you're getting wasted in your room alone with doors is just terrifying. Right, no, like, there's... And the lights are off, I forgot to mention. <sighs> yeah, um... No, that, that is so true, though. Like, going to a concert, the best part is, like, being with a massive group of people where no one cares and you're just dancing. But, like, being up on the stage, like, that's probably off. Yeah, that's about... All right, but that's it for The Bachelor. Next Monday, we'll still be on it. Uh, we're a little tight on schedule because we did a reverse show, so we already had Thomas on. And we kind of went in depth on Lost. We had a great time talking about it. Um, so sorry for the speed if I'm talking fast. Yeah, we're trying but... to keep it in the budget. You know, we're not big enough to be super long yet, or else people will lose interest. So you know, we're just kind of we're letting you nibble, like you know that State Farm commercial is like, I caught you a dollar. You know, we're yeah. we're, we're stringing you along. Yeah, I mean, we're not giving you like the full the full pizza pie. You know, you can only have like you know one piece. You're not even really allowed to eat the crust. Like we can't even give out the crust yet. No, we're feeding you the pizza, but we're cutting it up with a fork and a knife. And that's <sighs> and that's what you're Dude. getting. No, screw those people. If you hey. ever eat pizza with a fork and knife, under like absurd circumstances, screw you. I so my mom's. We have a pizza recipe. It's like a Chicago deep dish, and like she's been making it ever since we were. I mean, ever since I can remember eating food, and we always cut that up with a fork and a knife. And I think it's because we were children. Like, when we first started eating the pizza, I was, like, two years old, so it always had to be cut up with a fork and a knife. And even to this day, like, I just can't eat my mom's homemade Chicago deep dish pizza without cutting it up into a fork and a knife. All right, let me – that's different because that's, like, a thick piece. What about a regular slice of pizza with a maximum of three toppings if you eat that with a fork and knife? Oh, kill yourself. Yeah. yeah, like the people. Oh, it's too hot. I'm gonna cut it no, off and you know eat little nibbles. No, on live TV. You, you're the type of kid who calls your soda, you know, sip sip or right. bubbling. Right, like, like you're you're getting water. Oh. You're getting water, and you're like, I want wah wah. Like, and you're twenty yeah, and you're yeah. twenty nine years old, and you've never said anything else your whole life. Like, you have like you, problems. You didn't know how to say grandma, so you were saying like boo boo or yeah, like. Yeah, and but you still do that. Like you you still call your your you still call your grandma cluck cluck. Like it's just fucking yeah, like, weird. Grow up. Yeah, just grow up. Eat pizza like a. Like a goddamn fold that God, it's like fold that bitch in half and put it right down your pie hole. Yep. Delete it. Delete just it. delete it. Beep. Just get rid God. of it. Sorry, loading, 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 deleted. <laughs> Could you imagine that you just put a pizza in you? Beep. Deleted. Gone. Yeah, deleted. Gone. <laughs> like you just swallow it, just it's gone. It's that yep, it's that fucking quick. That's how you eat pizza. That's how you but eat sorry pizza. about the pizza rant. Uh we're also watching Avenue Five, which we promised. Episode two aired Sunday night. Um, yeah, this is a comedy show, but all right. Before we get into it, let me say this show has some good jokes. There are some funny jokes. Yes, but the show itself is so rushed and doesn't make sense. There's no character development. I don't know what's happening. I don't know who's who. I couldn't tell you one name in the show. Uh wait, Judd. Yeah, that's fair. Billy, the chick. And the captain, I don't know his last name, but I know it's the captain. And then his name's Ryan Ryan Clark. Right, well, I, right. And then there's Ethan from the office. No, his name's not Ethan in the office. It is. It's Gabe. Oh, it's Ethan in um, in Silicon Valley. So yeah, he. By the way, I want to start with him. Um, I think his name's Zach Woods. Yeah, he. His actor's name. He is so funny in the he's, show. He's, he's actually amazing. It together for me. He like that scene. Uh, should we go in order? Okay. Anyways, that scene where they're doing the original funeral. Everyone's sitting there. It's super sad. And he's sitting there in the back with a yarmulke on, and he starts just singing this atrocious song in just the worst pitch ever. And he sounded like bu- like Bubkiss, and it was funny as shit. 
Yeah, no, he he's definitely holding the gun, and he's been funnier than any of. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, we can explain the episode, but like, here's the thing: I, I'm probably gonna watch the third episode, but I don't know if I really want to stick with. It. Yeah, this, I don't, what are your thoughts? We might be ducking this. We're gonna put a little Twitter poll out and see if we should keep covering it. But right now, we're leaning towards no. It's just kind of repetitive. Like the story's not really there. Like they're just figuring no. shit out really quick. Um, I mean, the last 15 minutes of the show was a funeral for eight, for like six minutes and then another gravity spike and then another funeral. And now like, it's, it was just kind of the last 15 minutes of the episode were kind of stupid. And yeah. I got two things why it's really dumb. One, most shows like we talked about later in Lost, why it makes it so good is like you get character development and you know the character. Uh-huh. This show has zip of that uh-huh. and we got thrown the literally the biggest conflict happened right in the first episode, so we didn't know anything, and it all started happening. Oh. Two, the relationship with like the people on the ship and the people back on Earth. Uh, I don't get the relationship, and it's not funny. It's not good. It doesn't help the story, and it's just stressful. Yeah, I just, just it's 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 running stale in my mouth. It's running stale in my mouth. It's good. It's, it's funny sometimes. I and I'm still having hope because it is HBO and the creator of this did Veep, so I'm still holding on for dear life. You know, I just I lost my pinky and I lost my ring finger, but I still got my middle, my pointer, and my thumb, and I'm holding on. I don't even know how you would hold on to something like that, but I'm hold I'm holding on to the bar. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm holding on for dear life. Here, I, I found a good review. This kind of fits it right on the nose. If Avenues 5 Maiden Voyage isn't as smooth as the creative clout implies, true, it is still a hilarious step in a, in a completely new, while enjoyably causic direction for blah, blah, blah. It, it is. It's it's new, it's different, and it's funny, but it's not as good as it looked. Aha, aha. That's, that's a good way of putting it. That's a good way of putting it. HBO, if you're listening, if you sponsor us, we'll give it 100% great reviews and totally saturate the market. But as of right now, it's I'm, I'm I might I might not even be Wait. renting it. I don't I, I agree. I'm on a soft rent. I'm on a low rent right now. But should we just start um, bribing like studios that like we will say whatever you want if you give us like five dollars or something? Sure. Like well, so I'll call changed? I'll call Lionsgate and I'll say, listen, we got a following. You know, you you slide us. I don't know. We'll settle on seventy k, and we'll just start saying that this is the best shit I've seen since. 70k i was thinking more like i was thinking more avatar what a bad one i'm thinking more like we just take maybe offer us we'll take a selfie with leonardo dicaprio matthew mcconaughey whatever big actors in your studio and we will hype up whatever movie you want as long as you give us a selfie yes yes that's all and then we're gonna put it on our wall back at school it's like all the pick all the all the it's like a wall the wall of fame like oh what are you watching you know it's like the wall yeah no like we're one of those restaurants that's been around forever and like every president goes yeah and like they get their picture it's like chefs back home in buffalo i'll take you there one time great italian but instead it's all from bribes yes 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 and maybe like a used napkin or something and i'll put it in like uh like one of those clear cases it's like Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, that's a used napkin I took off the Oscar table from Leonardo DiCaprio. Haven't touched it in 15 years. Yeah, we just have the weirdest memorabilia ever. Like, <laughs> like when they shake your hand, you're like, I'm never washing this hand. And I'll just have a plastic bag wrapped around my right hand for the rest of my life. Dude, I'm thinking, like, I get a sweaty headband from when Jonah Hill was fat when he worked out or something. <laughs> like, that's a keeper. Uh, Yeah, Avenue 5. <laughs> 
It's kind of flat right now. We're still giving it a chance for episode three. Checking it out next Sunday. Yeah. Um, but moving on to YouTube and stream of the week. Y'all ready for this? I'm bouncing up and down. I can't stop moving. I'm going fucking crazy out here, man. I'm like juiced up. I feel like I took some Adderall, some ammonium and Allen's. <laughs> so if you've been <laughs> if you've been with us before, um, we do a YouTube of YouTube channel of the week and then stream of the week. There's gonna be two changes. One, YouTube channel of the week is still gonna be called YouTube channel of the week, but since people watch YouTube differently and some people don't watch based off channels, we're gonna do just YouTube YouTube video of the week. What are you watching on YouTube? Like a specific category. Um, kind of help out Hunter because he watches differently than I do, which is fair. And then we're also gonna do that and then stream of the week just combined so you're gonna say yours i'll chat in it and then you do your stream of the week right after oh so i'm doing and I'll it's do, like a one two one two it's like a one one two two yeah no uh, you're gonna do youtube's youtube channel it. of the week i might say a comment and then you're gonna do stream of the week then okay. i'm gonna do youtube and then i'm gonna do stream okay i can you know what daniel i think my phone just died it totally did you know how about you go first i'm gonna plug okay. this in okay yeah my phone's at one percent that's actually funny you said that interesting okay all right, for YouTube channel of the week, this week, I got something different. I'm trying to hit a different type of audience. So my YouTube channel of the week is called Think Media. Uh, 986,000 subscribers, so very close to a mil. Oh, good for him. Good for him. Um, one of you guys could subscribe and be that million subscriber. But basically what he does is like, uh, it's like a tips, it's like a tips, tutorials type of thing. But it's it's very helpful with vloggers, YouTubers. Anything with like building that online influence, so I can just read some of those. What's the best vlogging camera in 2020? Uh, how to get better audio? Um, how to set up a podcast? Uh, how to film, edit, and upload? Want to start a YouTube in 2020? Is it too late? Four easy ways to grow your social media. Um, there's a lot of channels like this, but this one is like super. Uh, it's kind of niche, but kind of broad at the same time. If that makes any sense. This is the stuff, if you are literally what I do, I, I podcast and I vlog, this channel is so helpful because it really hits me with a lot of stuff that I need. Uh, you can never not know enough with like cameras and stuff. You're always learning, um, always learning how to market on YouTube, what's the best video length, how to edit, all that stuff. So this guy's actually really good. He's very informative, good quality videos, and has a bunch of a wide array of stuff, if that helps. Are you are you trying to charge your phone right now? Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm talking. I mean, it's far. I'm not using it. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm okay. No, are you good? Yeah. No. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I'm done about think me. I know it's like kind of specific that stuff, but if you are, his his stuff's good. All right. Sure. I will go on then to my stream of the week. Me. What? Did you say can I? Can you hear me? Uh, can you hear me? Oh, for, I, I was oh. saying something. Never mind. Keep going. All right. No, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't hear you. Okay, stream of the week. Okay, I'll just move on. Um, my stream of the week is on Amazon Prime this week, and I talk about it a little bit later. Uh, Chuck. So Chuck is a TV show that was on NBC in I'm gonna say 2007, 2007 and 2012. Uh, five seasons, featuring Zachary Levi, who's in. Uh, and Giovanni Stratzevitsky, who is in Dexter. Uh, this is a show. He's like this nerd who works at a computer store, like a Best Buy. Um, and 
all these government secrets get downloaded into his head. So oh. he he has these like flashes when you say Hunter Andres. He'll be like, doo, 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 you know, and it'll be like flash, 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 flash. And he's like, he knows all the stuff about Hunter Andres. So these two CIA agents need him because they, he oh, has all the information. That's kind of dope. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. And he's like nerdy at first and doesn't understand spy stuff. So it's like this great balance. And the show's like a, it's, it's, it's Barry is a better version of the show. It's a serious comedy. Okay. Um, it's like an action adventure spy type of movie, but super goofy. This is a show once a, a really lovely ending. I really like the ending. Get super attached to characters. Um, it's funny while still keeping you, keeping you locked in. It's a great cast. Um, you got your like always funny guys. You got your always serious guys. You have like the classic I, villains. Yeah. But no, I, if, if you like that like serious type of comedy, this is so for you. It's a great show, and I I really would recommend anyone just to try it. If you don't like it, that's fine. I get why, but it, it hits home. It's a super emotional show. What year did that debut again? Uh, two thousand seven. Okay, NBC. right on. How long did it run? Uh, five years, five seasons, ninety one episodes. Yeah, I'm putting that on my list. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, I think you would like it a lot, Hunter. It's different. It's fun. Time for me to put my consuming pants on. I just got a YouTube subscriber. Let's go. Oh, huge. Dubs. Dub, yeah. Dub Nation, man. Yeah, but Chuck is uh, streaming on Amazon Prime. So go watch it. It's it's. I, I don't know like, how to exactly spin it. I tried my best, but it's it's, it's good. It, you got to give it a try. Oh. Dope. All right. Right on. My turn? Yeah. Okay. YouTube channel of the week. It's a little bit of a doozy. I think this is how you pronounce it. I think it's Zhao Man YC. And then it's also spelt in Chinese right next to it. It's X. Wait, is this a channel? Is this a channel? Yeah, it's a channel. Okay. Have you heard of them? No, I was just, I'm just, I like, oh. I kind of zoned out for a second. I started to say, Zhao Y M C. Okay, well, it's spelt X I A O M A N Y C. Uh, 1.5 million subscribers, about 500 videos. And this guy, I've been on him for this last week, actually. So he, uh, I think he's in his late 20s and he studied in China and like other parts of Asia for like three years uh, when he was an undergrad and then when he was a grad student. And he basically goes to like Chinatown or like like Asian bazaars like in the United States or like sometimes he'll go back to like Asia and go to like different countries there and he'll walk in and like start to talk in English. Like when he goes to like the markets and stuff or like orders food like he'll start to talk in English and they'll kind of try to rip him off or they'll like be really like say mean things like behind his back in Chinese. And then he'll just start speaking fluent Chinese and everybody in the restaurant will like turn around or like, I was watching this one. He was at the market and he's like trying to buy fish. They're like, yeah, $20, $20, $20. And he starts speaking in Chinese. He goes, all right, we'll do it for seven. Like just super quick like that. And it's pretty funny. Like so he's going That's like, um, that's reminding me of Daenerys when she uh, sells a dragon. Yeah, yeah. Valerian is my she, mother tongue. Yeah, and she can speak. It's just like that. Like he's sitting at a restaurant. The waitress comes up. Like she's like, "Oh, like what would you like?" And like you know, like he'll brood over the menu for like five minutes, and then he'll just be like, and like everybody will just turn around and they're like, "What the fuck?" And I guess he's like pretty popular in the Asian community because in a lot of his videos they go like, "Oh my god, like are you like Zhao?" Or what they say is, however the hell you pronounce it, they'll say like his account 
and he'll be like, yeah, that's me. Like, oh my God, like my family loves watching you. So like pretty cool, I guess. Like, How many subscribers does he have? 1.5, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1,550,000. 1.55 mil, about 500 videos, 496 to be exact. <clears throat> little, little. Ooh, that was the grossest burp I've ever had in my I life. I can feel the acid. Ooh. Oh, oh, spare me. Uh, but yeah, that's my, that's my YouTube channel of the week. A uh, little uh, travel for you, a little travel. Little uh, Discovery Channel uh, type, yeah, of no, cool stream, yeah. Um, no, that's 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 a classic one by you. Like, yeah. of course you're gonna find Zhao Yao Ping. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, like it's I don't know how to find that. Guy. It's the late night, you know. Like this is just what pops on. Um, anyways, my stream. I won't go too deep into it. For hence, I have just started it, and I want to get it out there. And I brought it up uh, earlier in the in the cast, but I did. You brought it up twice already. Yeah, I have, but like I kind of want to get in depth into it now. I just said like. I liked it and I'm watching no, it. Right. No, I'm just, I was just curious. Right. Um, Ozark on Netflix. Jason Bateman just got renewed for a third season. It's following this um, like financial advisor who more or less lives a double life as like a money launderer for the cartel. And granted, I've only seen two episodes, so I can't really spoil anything for you guys because I don't really know. But just the premise, you know, financial advisor, then he's also smuggling and laundering money for the cartel. And shit hits the fan and he's got to relocate his family and start this whole new, like this whole new laundering business, like without his family knowing and trying to evade the police and like the DEA and like, uh, and, uh, the IRS. Cause you know, you get audited with all this money. So it's basically just like him tiptoeing through life while trying to stay alive and trying to like make ends meet for his family. It's pretty good. Um, I've never really seen Jason Bateman in a serious role. Other than The Outsider streaming on HBO right now, even though I'm not going to spoil anything, but he plays a very serious role in that. And so far, I'm really impressed with him. You know, they renewed him for a third season. He gets pretty positive reviews. Uh, I'm I'm really loving it so far. And I'm really, I'm, I'm excited to finish this. And season three is rolling around the corner. So it'll be a bing, bang, boom. Uh, I advise it. I advise Ozark not that long right now. Like I said, two seasons. So if you get it on it early enough, pound that out. Jason Bateman, Ozark. Cool. No, I actually had no clue what it was about. Well, neither did I, and now I do. Yeah, that's interesting. That sounds like a good watch. Or the synopsis. Um, yeah. So that's that's our YouTube street and stream of the week. Mine was uh, Think Media for YouTube, Chuck for stream of the week on Amazon Prime. And mine was Xiaomian YC or Xiaomianek. And let's just stop trying to pronounce it yeah Maniac. i kind of like actually it's fun ja- okay yeah ja- it's just americanizing yeah sure we'll just call him ja man no i'll just yeah either that or like xia man c be like yo xia man c that and ozark that was my stream of the week on netflix so you can get that cool. shit if you got your netflix account all right um so for the rest of the show we have our our um, guest coming on thomas king of slams Slam. to talk about lost if you haven't seen lost um you can still watch it it'll it'll have some spoilers um you, or you can skip the top three status deaths which will also be spoilers because they're dead but um if you are a lost fan prepare for a great ride we had a great time with thomas he had a lot of good insight so the show the rest of the show is great it's gonna run long but hey um that's how it goes sometimes. So uh, any thoughts on her before hey. we uh, half sign off? If you're with it, you're with it, baby. Enjoy Thomas, King of the Slams. Yeah, if you haven't watched Lost, stop now. Go watch it. That, and then come back and watch this episode. Yeah.
All right, introducing Thomas. Ba ba ba. Okay. Um. Now we have a uh, special guest back on the show. Second time with a special guest. So introducing two-time NBA champion, um, three-time All Star, weighing in 148 pounds, five four. Tom Derby. Oh, appreciate you guys having me on. I'm a big fan of your work. Can't wait. You're making me sound famous. You know, I'm getting my juices flowing now. Big fan of my work. Oh, hey, I'm a three time yeah. all star and I'm five foot four. <laughs> He's like, uh, who am I thinking of? What's that? I could do anything. Bugsy Moggs, Muggsy Boggs. What's that Muggsy, guy's name? Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy yeah. Bogues. That's you, but white and a little yeah. taller. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. 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 You're welcome. I, you know, I got a little lost when I was introducing you. Um, but hey, live from New York City, Thomas, uh, welcome. It means a lot to have you on. Uh, thanks for having me on, boys. Coming at you from Greenwich Village. Excited to talk about some lost. You know, got a lot of takes still after all these years. After all these years, it's been a while, but it still still leaves a special place in my heart. And yeah. uh, just another sidebar here. For those of you who don't know Thomas, just refer to our previous podcast. He's the one that I uh, I talked to as you two, Tomas. You know, you'll pick up on those little Easter eggs. Keep popping in. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm the guy. You know, I I'm, hope I don't disappoint. He's the guy. So do I. So do I. I want to scrap the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this might be your last time ever on the show. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Um, if you don't trust Thomas's opinions, uh, let it be known. Thomas works for one of the top Hollywood actors in, um, in the world. Yeah. He, one of the top notch so big that we can't even say who it is. So just know that. Yeah. I don't even, I, I don't even know this. I mean, that's like the most, uh, sound. I've never heard something sound like a lie so much more, but I do, but NDAs, oh. man. So, okay. Yeah. So now, now I feel stupid. Cause I totally believed you for a second. I was like, Oh shit. Like, Whoa, Thomas, what are you? What are you doing? Yeah, no, I actually do, but it just it doesn't, you know, like that oh, doesn't so now, sound real. Now I feel like, like I can't. Another, I... I can't get like on a podcast and say, you know, oh, this is who I work for when you sign an NDA. If I, but believe it or not, I actually do. Probably not okay. because you know it sounds right. Like sure. Yeah. No, I'm I'm in, I'm here for it now. I'm here for it. So yeah. we're just, you're saying it's an honor to have him on the show. Yeah, yeah. I tell people I work for Tim Allen because that's like a great <laughs> way. Because, like, you hear, like, Tim Allen, you're not going to ask a second question. You're going to be like, all right, right. Tim Allen, and we're going to leave it at that. Like, no one asks a second question about Tim Allen. It's like, oh, no, was tool you're time. right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It's like, you know, you got the wild hog and you got Santa Claus. Tool no. time, yeah. we love it. No, Shaggy yeah. Dog. Shaggy, shaggy Dog, dog of course. <laughs> I, where, was that, where was my head at right there? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's good to see. It's good to see uh, Shaggy Dog. I haven't seen that movie in a while. <laughs> Um, but before we get into loss, Thomas is also a tennis expert. Um, we were going to talk about it earlier in the show. I've been watching a little bit of it. The Australian Open's running right now. Um, we're in the semifinals of the men's. We got Federer versus Djokovic, and then Thiem versus Sevrev. Um, Rafa just lost last round. So, Thomas, any thoughts going into this semifinals? Yeah, yeah. The Australian Open's great for anyone that uh, can't sleep or gets up early. It's perfect. Um Federer actually just lost Djokovic. Djokovic beat him early oh, last night morning. Yeah, it was a straight set win. Federer was hurt. But oh. if you gamble, if you like sports sports betting, uh, there's nothing like betting a tennis match because so much can go wrong for you. Like, yeah. your guy can, like if your guy twists an ankle, that's it. You know? Huh? Or on, the, on vice versa. Like, it's, you know, it's very fun. Um, but if you're betting, Djokovic is, like, such a heavy favorite. Um, if you want to – I would, like – 
if you're listening before the final, uh, throw some money on uh, Sasha Zverev for Germany. 22, yeah. never been here before, but he's been a guy that's beaten all the big three in the past. He's beaten Federer, he's beaten Nadal, he's beaten Djokovic a couple of times. It should be fun. I think their match, Zverev team tonight, is something that if you don't like, you know, if you go out to the bars and you're getting back, you're wondering what should I do, watch Netflix, throw that on. ESPN too. It's going to be great. Those guys, uh, they're, they've had to, you know, take it on the chin for a while because the top three guys have just stayed, stayed around and stayed good. We'll see. Right. It should be fun. Women's yeah. final. Also, if you're, you're a women's fan, Sophia Kennan, young American, really, really good. Just Americans keep shooting out really good tennis players. They're just all female. It's great. Is she the 21 year old or is that, is that another chick? Yeah, no, she's 21. And it's right. crazy. She seems so old because Coco Goff's only 15. But, she just yeah. beat Coco Goff, right? Last round, I think. If I am she, uh, she beat Goff in the fourth round. So that would have okay. been All right. two rounds ago. But yeah, she beat Coco Goff, who's one of the best players in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I, I caught the Australian Open. I've watched like two matches. One was when I was up at like eight o'clock, some ungodly hour. It's kind of hard to watch, but it's good tennis. Yeah, it's fun tennis. It's fun tennis. I really haven't watched tennis since I lost all that money way back in October. Nothing like uh, going to bed at like three in the morning and throwing like a hundred on freaking, uh, I didn't even remember his name, and then waking Gail up. And losing it, all. it was and Gail. I, no, it wasn't Gail. It's Igor, Igor Gorgorev or whatever. And uh, that was, yeah, so tennis, See, bet just, on it. I just hate myself and always bet on Nick Kyrgios. And it's just uh, like. You have to. The hairstyle. It's uh, How do you not bet on this man? You got to. And then you turn it on and he's having a fucking temper tantrum. He's <laughs> the 700th guy in the world. <laughs> it's awful. It's a legit fit. He's, he's so fun to watch. Though. Like, he makes tennis fun. Yeah. When he came out against the dollar in the Kobe jersey, that was, that was awesome. That was, that that was cool. pretty tight. That was respect. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Australian Open coming into the finals for men's, but moving on, we got the big topic of the day today is lost. Um, aired in two thousand and four. Don't know what lost is. We're gonna spoil everything, so this synopsis won't even matter. Like, if you haven't watched it, skip this. But um, this is a nice little short synopsis I found. The past, the present, and future lives of the surviving Oceanic Flight A fifteen passengers are dramatically intertwined as a flight of for survival ensues in a quest for answers after crash landed on a mysterious island. Each discovery prompts yet more secrets as a hastily formed con- colony search for a way off the island. Or is this their home? Question mark. Bump, bump, bump. Oh, oh, oh that just reeled me in. That's a good little synopsis. Um, Yeah, but for this, we're going to talk uh, season finale, final season. Full show review. Where does it rank amongst other shows? And then, like, favorite characters, favorite moments. Um, so, honestly, I think we should probably... We'll start in the final season, final episode, more final season, all that. Uh, Thomas, let's let's hear your thoughts first on, like, the ending of Lost, which was very controversial, um, and the final season itself. Yeah. Um, both the final season and the last episode were heavily criticized, and uh, I loved them both. They were the final season of Lost is a top three season for me, and the last episode is a top five episode. Um, sure. The way they wrap everyone that says they didn't they didn't answer anything, there's an answer for every question. Whether it's vague, whether it's there, it's like there's an answer for every question. And I think that's what the showrunners and writers were trying to do was that sometimes the big questions aren't always answered, and you have to figure them out yourselves. And that was a message they had throughout the show. And um, like the last scene with Ben Linus and John Locke, uh, where they communicate. Um, if you haven't watched, you're not going to understand this, but uh, Ben had killed John Locke in season four, and uh, 
evil entity had replaced John Locke's body. So this was the first time they were actually talking since he killed him. And um, they have this, this beautiful conversation about life, death, and why Ben Linus doesn't think he deserves to go on in whatever afterlife they make for themselves. And it's just like that moment has always stuck out to me as like, my favorite TV moment. When I'm watching TV, that was the first time I felt like so many emotions. It was, yeah. it, it was, I love the whole show. That 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 is a really good scene because like the whole church thing and he's like Ben's like I'm not ready to go in yet it's just like not yet I still got some things I gotta do and like you know Ben was always a bad guy good guy type of thing but like that scene really showed that like he knows you know he made a lot of mistakes did a lot of bad things and he just isn't ready to make that next step forward into the church wherever that whatever you think the church is yeah um, he's got some demons Ben's got oh, yeah. some demons oh yeah but there's um, there's an overwhelming like feeling of getting to peace with your life or still trying to find peace, which I think is a really cool message. I think that, I think lost hits. It does. Yeah. The, the uh, final episode, the end got generally favorable reviews. Um, average reviews on Metacritic were 74 out of a hundred. So not bad, not great, not awful, um, but pretty good. Hunter, what were, what were your thoughts on final season, final episode? Yeah. I got two tidbits here. One's a question for Thomas and the other's like my way of going about it. Um, when it comes to the ending in general, I like to say you have to appreciate the show for what it is. You know, if you watch it and you're one of those people that's extremely frustrated with the ending, you know, you could be looking at it just too directly. Like you have to let the show, let the show end in peace. Like I said, the same thing for the last season of game of Thrones, you know, not everybody loved it, but if you love the show and you know, you admired the work they put in and everything, I, I think it resonates well, you know, with, with a, with a big fan as we are, I think of lost, I think, you know, I think they did a good job. I can't be angry about it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I like, I've said this a lot since game of Thrones is getting bashed on say what you will about that last season, but just because what you read on Reddit, your fan theory doesn't happen does not mean it's bad. Right. Totally. And totally. I feel like that's something that's been happening a lot is um, the lost writers. They wrote what they did. It was beautifully done. They wrapped it up really well. If your theory wasn't correct, that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's something different than what you were expecting. Totally. And then uh, question here for both of you guys. Do you ever think the show came to a point where they just started writing and it got so out of control that they just threw that ending in there? Like, is that something you guys ever considered? No. No. I. So my thing, this happens with a lot of shows, is like I talked about it with Stranger Things. The first season's always super tight. Like, it's a super tight storyline. Exactly the same with Lost. The first season's amazing. And as it carries on, uh, you have to think of new things. And, like, your original story has to get pulled apart a little bit. So, like, something might not make a little sense. Something might be stupid. Something might be a cop-out. But, like, they, they, this show was so much. I think they always knew. They always knew at the end that, like, this is what it was. One, they're, like, I'll, I'll kind of go on my own little rant here. They're not dead the whole time. Like everyone who hasn't watched the show is like, have you watched Lost? Like, no, they're just dead the whole time. That's mm. not what happens. And it's evidently clear throughout the story and the final episode. So, I mean, they may have not known from the very start, but I think very, very early on, they knew this is what had to happen with the story. It's too complex. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I would go on to um, Hunter's question and like, what was your question? Sorry. <laughs> it was just, no, it's a, well, this is the first strike. If you make two more, you're never coming back. Uh, but no, anyway, right, strike one. All right. I can do that. Uh, my question was just, did the thought ever cross your mind that maybe they let the writing for the show get so out of control? That oh this yeah. The when, they only were, way? when they were jumping around in time, that was too much. And I'm a big fan of the show. That was a little much where they're just okay. like bopping around in time and there's a giant statue and you're like, yeah. what the fuck is that? That was like a, like, it was too much. It actually, um, 
the writers have came out and said when they in, when season three started and all the main characters were in a cage, they were like, "That was a message to a ABC. Like, this is how we feel right now. We're in a cage. <laughs> oh, you can't because they wanted ten. They wanted ten seasons, twenty episodes, oh. 10, 20 episode seasons. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. So they were Which just totally bottling insane. that. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Could you even imagine being a writer for that? You know, you come around season ten, you got to be like, all right. Now they're in space. Let's throw, you know, they're abducted by aliens. Here comes like Obi Wan fucking Kenobi flies it somehow. It could happen. No, like somehow Charlie, you know, cross paths with the Lord of the Rings, goes to his other character as a <laughs> hobbit, and then the whole worlds collide. We're in a feature film. Third Lord of the Rings is all lost. Like I, that would have been phenomenal. That, that would have been, really I would have definitely tuned in for season 10 of Lost if I known that they would have flown in like at the end of season nine. And like it's intertwined with Lord of the Rings. Like I'm seeing Aragorn, Aragorn. I'm like, what? The, what? Get out! Of yeah. Here. Oh my god! You know. Or you got like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio sitting on a uh, door from the Titanic. Washes door. You know, he adds in a little element too. You could go sure. anywhere with it. Sure. Go maybe maybe like the lost characters are inside of the iceberg and they're trying to scream like, "Move the boat!" and nobody can hear them. And, oh, then, yeah. and then we just watch the rest of Titanic. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh um, let me prompt something here. So this is this is kind of this is about the finale. So like to you guys, I know we both all of us have watched Lost and like all actually liked it and appreciated it for what it was. Does the finale what I know it's questionable as in like what happened, but did it ever in your mind after like taking a little break? Did you like did you not know what happened? Like did you know the ending after like a or like watching one YouTube video or talking to one person? Like did you know what happened? Or were you like up for grabs? Boss. Yeah, what? I had a couple of questions, but there was nothing big. There, I, I, my my big one was what happened to Walt, and it turned out Walt went to the island with uh, Hugo and Ben. That's in a little YouTube uh, like extra. There's like a little yeah. uh, ten minute actually, after. Yeah, yeah. I watched Lost uh, live. Like I, that was the first TV show I ever watched. Like I watched it, you know, every week, and uh, an hour before the episode, they would have they would run the episode. And the producers would put little like nuggets of notes to keep you informed of what was happening. Oh. That was massive. I believe um, it. I wish, I, yeah, I wish Netflix or Hulu still had those because you totally understand what's going on. Sure, that would totally bring you back in. Like if you're yeah, confused on anything, lost, yeah. it's nice. Yeah, but there was no like there was no real questions besides Walt. Sure. Um. Uh. I know, well, because I, I binge-watched the entire show, finished in about three and a half weeks, disclaimer. I'm not a psychopath, I'm a consumer. Um, <laughs> and I, I could say right when it ended, I was definitely confused. I would say f- not even a day, maybe a 30, 40 minutes, an hour, a couple hours, because I started watching YouTube, like, just to, you know, see, like, other people's perspectives and, like, the ABC point of view. And it made sense to me. Like, at first I was like, holy shit, like, this is the ending. You know, like I, I felt like there were unanswered questions, but the more I went and rewatched the episode two or three times, and I guess the more I watched it, like I figured out, like okay, it makes sense to me now. So I'd say even after you know a grand scheme of a week, I was totally at peace with the ending, and I figured like I had a pretty good grasp on what happened. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the casual people who don't watch it always give a lot of shit. Like Lost is like kind of known in like the general like if you haven't watched it, it's like oh everyone dies. It's just um, like. It's like the most ridiculous thing. And like Lost just gets some hate. Um, but for me, this is like kind of going to the next thing. Like, where's the show rank for you? Like Lost is top two shows of all time for me. 
it was obviously it has it was the biggest show before Game of Thrones. Like there was no show bigger than Lost in Game of Thrones that took over a full population like it did. Like Thomas can probably say this because he watched it live. Lost was at like the early stages of like blogs and like little forums on the internet, people writing about Lost, like trying to figure out what's happening as going. Like I can only imagine watching this show live. Like what was that like, Thomas? Like well, what Lost did, what was different with Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones dropped a lot of hints because they always knew where they were going because they had the books. It, not mm-hmm. always, but they had the books. So they would drop these little hints. Oh, John's going to become commander. Danny's going to build this big army. Um, Lost was very much, shit's just going to happen and you're going to have to deal with it. And as a fan, you were in the same boat, it, which was cool because you had the same experience of being on this island you knew nothing about. You felt kind of at one like with the characters. Because you're at the same time just getting thrown shit at you, and you don't you don't know what it is. Um, so that that like I think that really lost started like the TV blogging era because there was so much like what does this mean? What does the polar bear mean? That was the big one. Uh, the polar bear yeah. was the first time people are like, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> Dude, at the end of the day, the polar bear makes sense. So it's like the polar bear was so funny. It does, yeah. You just had to wait uh, five years for the polar bear. To make- <laughs> And it all and it all came back, you know, five years and you're good. Yeah. Looking That's back at thing. it. If you forgot about the polar bear, you're like, wait, what the fuck? Why is a polar bear in season five? And like, oh, <laughs> season one, yeah. That's funny. Uh the thing with Lost is like I could never imagine this, especially Hunter, because he binge watches like crazy. The some of the finales and like final scenes, like especially season five to season six, the end of the episode, the last episode of the season just blows my mind and waiting like a however long. Like Juliet, when she falls into the pit. Um, and she has to hit oh. the nuke, the hydrogen oh bomb, and it's just not going. She's like, come on, you yeah. son of a bitch. And then, boom, it goes to white and just says lost. Like, oh, oh that weight had to be killer. That still hurts my mind, thinking about oh. that after watching that. Oh, then, my God, the I worst can imagine. Thing. You've got nine months after that. The screen's oh. white, and it's see in nine months. Yeah, what's going to oh. fill that void? I don't know. Wipeout? Wipeout was really good. American uh, Ninja Warrior. TV was decent back then. We were we were fine. There was no issue. It it passed like that. Like cable yeah. television was banging out like two or three fall hits of the year, like a good cop drama. Maybe they had, the they had twenty four out at that time. I think on Fox. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, twenty four is great. Yeah, oh, yeah. prime time cable of cable TV for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, a lot of good shows. Huh. Office was like in its prime. During that right, time, too. Right. You could so, tune in on any damn channel. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, so where would you where would you say this show ranks for you all the time, Thomas? And like why why is it the top? What why is it ranked that number? Um, it's number one for me. It's my favorite TV show of all time. Uh just because I don't think I've spent so much time thinking about a show and imagining different scenarios about a show than lost. Even though it, I would count the books and the Game of Thrones TV show as one, that'd be my number two. Um, but I, I've still spent more time on Lost. I'll just, the feeling of Lost is just this you don't know what's going on and you have to talk to the people you're watching it with you of what, like, what's happening. You gotta watch Lost with someone. You can't, it's uh-huh. not meant to be watched on your own because you've gotta be with someone to bounce ideas off. And then, you know, you're gonna get what happens. You're gonna be wrong because it's so out there and random and i also like lost is very existential in a sense that it really touches on like not any specific religious idea but just this idea of what happens when we die where do we go is there an afterlife 
And I think it's a, it's a very peaceful thought the way they deal with that. So that's probably why lessons number one for me. Yeah. Well done. Absolutely. I really agree with that end. Like it, it's just what happens after and the way they do it, like having all these characters have to battle their demons on the islands. They all get there with something very wrong with them and they work it out and become better people. And then when they die, they go to that next place where they can be with all their friends. Kind of a cool idea. Oh yeah. Um, Thomas, I just have to say that that little speech you gave right there on my losses, your number one show nearly brought a tear to my eye. (laughs) Like I just, I could feel the soul just, just reaching out and grabbing this, this conversation topic. That's what loss is about. Polar bears and you know, what happens when we die? That's, that's how I would sum it up too. If somebody asks polar (laughs) bears and what happens when we die. Um, uh, for me, it's definitely a top top three show for sure. Probably number three, just because uh, when I was growing up, my, 24 was the show that my parents watched. So I'd come home from school and they'd have it on and I'd watch, I'd catch a couple episodes of them and then I went back and I rewatched the whole thing. And then Game of Thrones, I watched live from season three on. So I kind of, you know, year to year, that was me at the edge of my seat, you know. Spoiler alert, Jon Snow gets capped. I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? waiting all the way for the end of next March. Like, you got to be kidding me. It was just season after season, all these cliffhangers. So, you know, that really, I I guess, I feel like that's a part of me. You know, like you said, when Lost began, you felt like you're on the airplane with them. You know, you're riding with these characters, you, you know, just as much as the next person. And that's that was me with Thrones. But, you know, with that being said, I, I love Lost. You know, the I'm happy Dan watching me because the amount of questions I asked him every time, and he was good with it. You know, he'd never spoil anything for me. He'd just give me, you know, little bits and pieces or some very vague, vague uh, questions to think about. And uh, it really helped. And I really, really loved it. Like, like I said, I finished it in three and a half weeks. No, there's a lot of episodes in a season. Just the it's 100, 120 episodes, full show. Right. So, Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm a monster. Good on you. So, yeah, thanks. Grazie. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I was into it. I was really into it. And nothing's nothing's better than a show that leaves you with the cliffhangers and that, you know, you just, you got to know what happened. And, you know, you're so invested into a character or another character. And if they die, you're like, what in the name of God? So it's yeah. definitely, definitely a top three show, hands down for me. Okay, yeah. For me, as of right now, until I give Game of Thrones some time, maybe this is number one for me. Um. There's a few, like a few big reasons for me. One, this is like one of the first shows that has such a deep cast of characters, very diverse too. Um, but like you know at least 20 people very well. And the reason why this flashbacks. The flashbacks like built these characters so well, so you know to love them. Like you come to love them before they were on the island, after they're on the island, whatever the flashbackwards, flash sideways thing is. Um, so like the characters itself is really good. Two, they dealt with death and hit death on the nose pretty early. People you knew very well. So, like, that was hard. Um, I'll talk about it later. But, like, some of those deaths were super, super emotional. Another thing, the music by Michael Giacchio. I don't know how to say his name. Awesome. He, like, he's a legit composer who does movies. But he did, like, the whole show. And there's a lot of music. Um, Life and Death, as most know, is one of the saddest ones. one and claire has aaron it's like life and death and that new song's playing is very emotional um yeah yeah so i really love the characters and then like another thing is it the mystery like we talked about it like what is the dharma initiative you see the hatch and like when i watched i watched a show with my brother for the first time and like i don't watch the speed hunter watches i'd only watch like two or three episodes max in a day 
max. I would always max myself out. So like the questions I had when I'm like taking a shower, eating breakfast was unreal. It was unreal. It was like, just like what's in the hatch. So that constant mystery went from literally season one where you hear Rousseau's voice all the way to season six. Like, where are they? What is this temple? It doesn't stop. Who's the black smoke? The mystery doesn't stop. Um, yeah, the show is good. It was really, really good. Like the, you're just really connected emotionally to these characters. You're connected with the mystery. Thomas is right. They're putting you through the punches. Where am I going next? I'm on the island with them. Um, and the ending, I love the ending. I personally love the ending. I don't think it's controversial at all. Only thing they could do, and they hit it right on the nose. So Lost is my number one show until I maybe relax on Game of Thrones for a little. Snaps. Snaps. Yeah, that was like good. That. Yeah. Um, anyone have any like favorite characters, favorite moments from the show? Ben I, and um, Locke, yeah. Can I ask a quick question? Um, yeah. Both you guys, who, which character, like the centric character-centric episodes where they have a flashback, uh, which character is your favorite flashback episodes? Hmm. I was thinking about the day. It's tough. Yeah, because a lot of them have really good stories. I think Sawyer's is a really good story. He went, um, he has a really interesting one. Um, but like, Mm. Uh, yeah i don't know i'm trying to think i'm like looking at <sighs> what they all go through a lot they do kind of like john locks like and in, in the like the first couple flashbacks you just oh, think yeah. he's just you know an old senile man that's you know maybe he's been paralyzed forever like when he had when he in that opening episode after the plane crash he's feeling his legs like i kind of got the thought that maybe he had never walked before of course like i thought there was a chance he was paralyzed and then like you just get deeper into it and he just went through heartbreak like with his biological father and his insane mother and like his girlfriend and the money and it just everything that could have gone wrong to him or for him absolutely went wrong and don't I, tell I don't me know, what i can't do that's what i'm saying like i was i just there was a point where i was feeling for the man and I, it was that was a yeah, good I like one Locke. that's a good one that is, i would go i have so Locke, his first centric episode the walkabout is yep. a top three episode ever. Probably the best flashback episode where you find out he's in a wheelchair. Um, it's just insane. And then I'd also say another one-off, uh, Ricardus, Richard. Oh, we yeah. love that episode. We oh, love that episode. Good. Ricar- it answers so many questions, yeah. too. That was an awesome episode. Everybody loves Ricardus. <laughs> yeah. Claudia. And that- that was such a great, like, season four was the only time I was like, ah, this is not the best TV right now. And then they were in the 50, 1950s, and Ricardus looked the same age. I was like, all right, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Like, <laughs> so good. Um, but I would say overall, Sun and Jin. Their love story throughout, uh, we're going to I'll, I'll talk about Sun again, but Sun and uh, Jin for me. Uh, I love seeing Jin, just his background that he comes up in. Sun, the rich uh, Korean woman. Jin, the poor guy from the fishing village. They fall in love. They fall back in love on the island. It's just all great. So that's my- yeah, that was a great story. That it was really is, wow. Yeah. I hadn't even think about that one. Good call, it Thomas. Really comes full circle with them too. Yeah. Start the end. Um, yeah, I'm gonna probably stick with Sawyer. I, I kind of like his whole story of like always being on this revenge tour his whole life, trying to find that man and kill his parents. The guy ends up being on the island. Ends up being Locke's dad, correct? Who pushes him out of the building? Who paralyzes him? Right. Yeah. All yeah. the same guy. Yeah. Um, all ends up being the same guy. So it's like that that whole thing he was like always on his tour. 
And then, like, from the very start, when Jacob touches all of them, I think it's in season six, you see him, like, touch them all as a young kid. And Sawyer is writing that note. He stole James Ford, and he's like, dear Mr. Sawyer. And, like, he takes on that name from the dude who killed his parents. So it's like he went on this whole revenge tour and ended up being a good guy. He really was on the island. But always, like, always had this little quick smirk. Still, like, a little I... cunning asshole. He was shaky for a little. I think the first couple of seasons, he was definitely the, no, the he island was like... asshole. Yeah, he was like stealing guns, held all the medicine, all that. Right. And then he found his humility. He was sure. awesome. I loved him in the late seasons, man. Like in the Dharma Initiative, total. Oh, James LaFleur? Oh, yeah. Dude, total to 180 floor. for him. Total 180. That was great. Yeah, personally, I, I really liked when everyone was in the Dharma Initiative. I really liked that whole idea that, like, you know what? We're in Lost and we're really going to mess with time travel. And it's like, the uh the hostiles are outside these like sonic fences and it's this nice little village yeah. and it's just like a cool idea to think about and some of the characters flash back with them so it's like they live their own lives which is i like that honestly only thing mm-hmm. with the dharma initiative like how do they have a suit for hurley custom made like right when he gets there 400 pound guy and like yeah dude we're on a deserted island here's two for you that's where i was like fuck the show but other than that i like Nah, see, they, they abide by the standards of cloth making. You always have to make a double XL. There always, always can be have. one. Like Highlander, you know, there can only be one. They always uh, have that double XL. Oh, yeah. thanks. thanks. That's yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, not many people know it. It's in the Guild book. I we perused upon it a couple of years ago. <laughs> the Guild. Um, all right, before we uh, kind of start closing up on Lost, does anyone have like a favorite moment, favorite scene, favorite episode? any of that like what what really always will you remember it's not like about the show but like a specific thing um definitely hugo and the numbers 4 8 15 16 23 42 yeah those are the ones um it's just kind of it's like you it comes to a point where you see it coming but like you know his flashbacks where he wins the lottery off these numbers and then it just keeps getting deeper and deeper like it's cursed it's crazy you know his house burns down his mom breaks his ankle and then every single time, you know, there needs to be a combination. He's he's like, I, I got the answer. And nobody believes him. Because, like, how would you know that, Hugo? And then there's the point where the, the hatch is going to blow up. But he's like, don't put in those numbers. Like, all they mean is bad things. And it starts to drive him insane, even on the island. Because, you know, right when he got here, you know, he was pretty normal for a while. And then the more he started to see the numbers, he started to go off the rocker again and start imagining shit. And I guess it was just the evolution of that. Yeah. And just the mystery of the numbers and what you hear about them. I, I don't know. Like that always, and you know, you, you always remember Hurley, you know, Hugo, right? Hugo, great at ping pong. Right. Amazing at ping pong. And so when you throw in something like this, I don't know. I'll just always remember that. Yeah. One thing, um, when they're building the swan and it's like, they're making the hatch door that like, we all knew like very well from season one and they're punching the numbers, and, like, the doctor, Edgar Hallowax, he has, like, eight names, Pierre Chang, whatever it is. He's like, actually, I love that. The uh, guy from all the videos is like, if you ever say my name, I will have to change my name. So he's got, like, eight names in the show, but he's, like, punching the numbers, and he goes, like, four. He goes, four! He goes, eight. Uh-huh. You know, boom! And then he's just, like, hitting them. So, like, he knew what was coming. They're like, wow. But I, I, I do like that one. That's cool. I would have to say, I touched on Ben and John's final conversation, uh, but I would also say... The first big death and loss, like character death, was Boone. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Who was Shannon's sister. They, Shannon got written out in season two. But that was the first time a main character died. And it was such a sad death. That was. Jack was just trying to save him, and it's not working. 
Uh, and it's that night. And at the same time, Claire's having a baby, Aaron. So this character's dying and this new character's being born. And they meet, they're walking on the beach. Shannon's like, Aaron's being introduced. The baby's being introduced to the community. And then Shannon Boone's sister is walking on the beach and Jack's there to tell her that his brother, uh, her brother died. And it's like, it's a very, very cool classic loss. Like life and death. Yeah. Big, you know, big life and death thing. And they, they did it really well. I agree. Cause that was the first thing I heard that song. It's like, Ba-na-na. it blares too. They really yeah. want to, they, they, they know it's a good song. They did. And that's also, so it's like half were living in the caves, half were on the beach. So they didn't know about the information. It was so like scarce. I, and and that starts the little storyline of because John Locke sent him into the plane. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, and he kind of killed Boone. You know, you could say that. Like, he oh, definitely yeah. his actions yeah. definitely led to Boone's death. And it came to the point where now you're thinking, oh, is John Locke a bad guy? You know, he starts covering things up and being a little more secretive. That moment for sure was very pivotal. I think to the rest of the show. I mean, it set the tone, oh, yeah. Yeah. changes your view of characters. That was great. Yeah, little did we know, just Mr. Echo's brother, Yemi's in there. Oh, oh Mr. Yemi. Mr. Echo. Echo. Oh. Top moment when he just stares the smoke monster in the face. Yep, just, <laughs> it just peels out. He looked right at it. He said, I fear God, homie. I fear God. Honorable mention, though, is going to Martin Kimi for me. Definitely Martin uh, Kimi. I'm going to kill your daughter, Ben! <laughs> Me and Hunter love Martin Kimi for no good reason. I've never heard anyone else like Kimi. That's great. <laughs> you got to love the bad guy every once in a while, and he's the ultimate bad guy. You know, he's playing, he you know, he's pretending to be a scientist on the boat, and then he goes, the name's Martin Kimi. I'm like, oh, shit. Certified badass. Yeah, I know he really is. Um, For me, I'm going to do a few things. One, my favorite episode, and I know all three of us will probably agree on this, it's got to be the constant um, where Desmond and Penny, where she like saves him December 23rd, whatever it is, like screams the date. December 24th, 2006. Answer your phone, Penny. Yeah, that, that episode's insane. Like that one really, really messes with your head in time travel. But like that scene itself is so emotional. She's like, she remembered. And his like flashes stop and she saves him, which is like a cool thing of love there. Uh huh. Yeah do love that episode um for my favorite moment favorite character uh favorite character uh, a special honorable mention to Jin when he starts speaking english and goes to the dharma initiative and becomes the boy um and then but my favorite character ever probably got to be it's got to be charlie pace um his love story with claire him battling addiction his little relationship with Locke in the early seasons when he was still the man yeah um so charlie i will always love charlie but my favorite moment is all from the final episode, actually. And it's all when they remember. Um, like When I say they remember, when they get to touch and they touch someone or touch something and they have the flash. Something about that, like the music plays. And then like, for example, Jin and Son, Juliet does the ultrasound again, like she did in the Dharma Initiative, little like beaten down cave on Sun. And then they all remember. It's like, <gasps> like, do you remember? And they're like, I love you. And so it's like, they finally remember everything and it's they accept it and can move on and it's like some of those ways like juliet and sawyer touch hands for the apollo bar which is in every single it's every single chocolate bar is the apollo bar um jack touching his father's casket um all of those are just like very well written and then like it's just very special that they can they can remember all the fun they had and then move on to that bigger special place after once they remember 
Closure. Beautiful. Closure. Yeah. That's what that's what the last episode was. Yeah. Um, but lost lost will forever be remembered as one of the top shows, broke some records. Um, Entertainment Weekly as it is top ten, twenty-five cult TV shows from the past twenty-five years. Um it definitely broke some records when it first came out with ratings. They were not as hot. I think in the first season, nothing ever got as high as the premiere of the second season. Um, but let's be honest, the first two seasons of Lost were amazing. I don't know. No other word uh, to describe it. That story was so t- story was so tight, so well written. I think the first season's just unreal because there's so much mystery. That's the best season of TV, in my opinion. The opening is just, you know, like you said, they just throw you into the goddamn rain with the bull. You open up on a plane crash. People are dying everywhere. Explosions. What the hell did I just tune into on ABC at nine o'clock? <laughs> Underrated part about Lost is just the intro. Simple. In. And, and the cutaway when something happens, just that. Bah. Yeah. Oh just, yeah. It just makes that sound. Yeah. There's some good sounds in the show, like the flashback sound, the the monster, the black smoke, smoke sound. Yeah. I love the sound. It's like the it's train like, horn and like. The- yeah. Yeah. All right, but that just about wraps up with Lost. Unless anyone has any thoughts, um, one of the better shows of all time for all of us, obviously top top one and two. ABC two thousand four six seasons, hundred twenty episodes, streaming now on Hulu. There are commercials, which is makes Lost very less enjoyable to watch. But hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, yeah, but that's just about it for Lost. Done. See you in another life, brother. Yeah, I love the hatch. All right, um, moving okay, on uh, to okay. what'd you say? Go ahead. No, 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 no. I said okay. You, nothing. Keep going. Roll with it. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on to our final segment. Um, bump, bump. Top three. Pow. 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 Oh, you mean Raj Pow. King of Slams? Oh, That's Raj King of Slams. <laughs> I forgot to introduce Thomas as that. I was going to oh, now introducing oh. Thomas, King of Slams. Oh, he's so cool. King of Slams. You know me, guys. You know me. <laughs> um, but moving Slams. on. That's what I did to your mother last night. Oh. <laughs> oh, Raj, Dad, I got good news Raj, and I got King bad of... news. <laughs> good news. Mom's still alive. Bad news. She's sleeping with my boss, Raj, King of the Slams. Yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> yes, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Say I love you. Say I love you. Damn it. <laughs> oh, poor guy. What's uh, his name in that skit? Does anyone remember? It's oh, weird. It's so Mor- weird. Morley. Morley. <laughs> the saddest name ever. <laughs> <laughs> Morley, dude. Oh, my God. I just prevented something very terrible from <laughs> happening to me. Oh, that is so funny. All right. Uh, that is um, that show. That's the characters on Netflix. Um, it's Tim Robinson's episode. First two skits are fantastic. If you've ever seen I Think You Should Leave, watch that. Um, very funny. Raj King Slams. All right. But on topic with Lost, we have top three saddest deaths in TV or movies. Um, emotions are running high. A lot of people die in Lost, so I thought it was only fitting to kind of carry on the trend with our top three here. Um, Thomas, as our honorary guest, would you like to give us your number three? Uh, my number three death uh, is Han Solo in A Force Awakens. Oh, um, Han's my favorite Star Wars character. Uh, always was. And I'll never forget watching that. And that was a Han Solo movie. And I was just, like over the moon about it. Like, this is awesome. This is what I want. It's just Han Solo 
70-year-old Harrison Ford limping around, still dodging bullets. It's great. Um, and then, like, I realized, like, I remember J.J. Abrams said, like, it's time to let the past go and move on, like, Han's dying. Five minutes later, he gets killed by his own son. Oh. Say what you will about the Star Wars trilogy. Personally, I, I liked it, but saying goodbye to Han was always, it was the hardest thing, I think, of any Star Wars death. Just because he gets killed by his son. He doesn't come back as a force ghost like all the other Star Wars death. He's just, he, he ends in a bad way. I guess he does come back. Um, it's that, brief, That was though. kind of Ben Solo's, like, own projection of it. Yeah, that wasn't really force Han yeah, Solo. so. Three is Han Solo. Um, the, the first two, my my two and one hit me hit me a little harder, but I gotta uh, give a shout out to Han. No, that's fair because uh, that one's just a stab in the stomach and then gets kicked off. He just goes bang, falls into the black abyss. You're sitting there, you know, and and at first you're thinking, you know, maybe Kylo's switching sides, like he hands him the lightsaber. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. And then, and then you, and then the shadow covers uh, Kylo's face, and it just, it just spiraled out of control from there. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm right. Okay. Yep. Right. My number three. So I had John Coffee from the Green Mile. Super sad, but I changed it because I just thought about this over the show. It reminded myself of an old TV show I used to watch. I have Edgar from Twenty Four. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the show or know who he is. Do we? Have you? Have you guys seen it? Thomas, no. Dan. Okay, so love basically like they work for like the CIA of like it's like this t- counter terrorist unit. It's called season five, I believe. Edgar, fat, lovable character, like super funny, like you know, just trying to find his way in this crime riddled world. And um, their like office actually gets like targeted by a nerve gas attack. And like if you breathe it in, you die. And he knows that like this girl, like his best friend there, that like you've gotten to see him like get close to the last four seasons. He knows that she's like trapped in a supply closet or some shit like that. So he runs after her, gets her in the room, which is like all the way across the compound. And he's fat as shit. So he starts to slow down and they close the quarantine doors like 10 seconds before he gets there. He puts his hands on the glass and he just goes, Chloe. And then this starts foaming from the mouth and he's like jerking on the ground. I... 100% cried. I went down to my mom's room. I said, how the hell do you watch this? Watched the scene over probably eight or nine times. Scarred me from 24. Couldn't watch for another week. And it just, it was real tears. And it was really sad. Sure. That's, if I've ever That's seen rough. it, that, that that does sound emotional. Um, I have two honorable mentions. Um, I actually just thought of both of them. Just because when you said I have to go talk to my mom, my first one's Rob Stark, uh, as honorable oh, mention. Yeah. Um, when that happened, that whole scene, whatever, that was insane. I had to talk to my mom. I was just like shook. Um, and he was also my favorite character in Game of Thrones. So rest in peace, the young wolf. Um, I know, I don't know if you've seen the show Chuck Thomas Hunter. I have not. I watched the first season of Chuck. Okay. Yeah. Chuck's a it's a very good show. Interesting actually, but his dad dies, um, in that and, I forget what the song is, but it's like one of those things where like basically he hasn't seen his dad in a while. They start coming. He finally gets to see him again. They're best friends. They're palling around. And then like the bad guy kills him. And it's just this sad music. And it's just one of those like, like, oh, got wrenching. Yep. All right. But getting into my number three. Sorry. I had to mention both of those. Um, I got Brooks from Shawshank Redemption. Oh, oh Brooks was here. Oh God. Yeah. Brooks was here. Yeah, no, Brooks was here. The thing about Brooks that like really gets me, one, he was like the best guy in jail, like, you know, with his 
bird in the library and everything. Uh, but when he comes out, he just doesn't understand life anymore. The cars are flying by him. He's too old to work at the grocery stores. At, you know, all this stuff. And then it's just like, you kind of understood like what prison did to him. And he'd been there his whole life, pretty much. Like he couldn't survive in the world. And then you just see Brooks was here, him hanging. And it's like, that like, like you didn't know the character that well. You did know him. But like, the deeper thought of that was super sad. Out on his own uh, accord, though, you know, he did. Yeah, he, he did. Went, he, was, he wasn't letting the world take him. Went out with the spell. That that red when red wrote, reds was here too. That was such. Because Brooks yeah. died like an hour into the movie, or maybe like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Shawshank Redemption always will be a great timeless. Good silence. Thomas? Oh, my, sorry. Oh, yeah, no worries. Ah, Brooke, that's uh, that's two strikes. Hey, yep, that's two. Thomas, oh, yeah. oh baby. All right, oh, all right. I'm coming gonna, for I'm, your neck, boy. I'm going to choke up on the bat. I'm just going to fight some pitches off. Stay alive. <laughs> um, uh, my number me. two is not a person. It's uh, it's not an animal. It is uh, Wilson the Volleyball. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Just because of the act. If you, like, one of my favorite things of movies is when you watch it again and it just holds up and you're like oh this uh-huh. is still a really good movie you know that's like a, such a satisfying i was watching castaway a couple of weeks ago this movie still holds up and i was fine through it very entertaining what he because he loses wilson that one time uh with the storm the wave takes wilson away and he gets him back and that's just an awful scene because he's just broken and he finally escapes on a raft and the raft hits a wave. The raft hits a ship. A big like cargo freighter passes by him, and his raft breaks apart. He gets all his stuff back together. He fixes the raft, and Wilson the volleyball is drifting off to sea, and he just can't save him. He knows right away when he sees him, he can't save him. And just this Tom Hanks screaming, "Wilson!" is so sad, and just his love for this sentimental object is heartbreaking. But it's taken away because that's all he had. Brutal. Ah, that was a great. Great number two. It was. I, that wasn't even on my radar. Nope. That oh my god, it so hurts, sad. Man. God, you can just and, feel the pain in Hank's voice. And I can't mention Wilson without mentioning the Rumham lost. Oh before. no! I mean, yeah, not the Rumham. That's um, a. I'm not going to talk too much because I'm going to start to break down. But I'll, I'll leave it at that. I just I can't say Wilson without Rumham. Might change Rumham. number one to Rumham to be honest. Yeah. Rumham, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, I, I think we should just have Timothy on to come talk about Rumham. <laughs> like a 30-minute, like, real breakdown of the Rumham. Yeah. Like, all the ingredients, <laughs> what goes into it, just the whole nine yards. Well, we actually made one, so... Are you Thomas drinking a beer right now? Is that what I'm uh, saying? No. Nope. Think you're 21 now? You can start throwing back beers in your room? That is true, but let me get back to the point. I am 21, but... Um, on our Memorial Day beach vacation, um, we uh, made a rum ham. So Timothy bought this, like, Thomas, were you there when he bought it? Yeah, so we all went with no experience of buying period, besides Oscar Mayer. From, so we just asked for a whole ham and showed her a picture of the one in the show. And she's like, that's not how it works here. Um, <laughs> so he's like, we have to slice this up. So she cut the thickest possible slices of ham um, like half a shoebox was the slit these slices of ham. No, it is gross. It's like this white, like yeah, just white the, like, pink ham. Like it was like the the stuff they they were gonna throw out, and then, so we soaked it in rum for it. And we got on. I don't know if you ever have like the little mock rafts that wrap. 
So we got on those and just started eating rum ham. And credit to Tim, Tim took a couple more bites than me, but once, you know, you get flipped over in the wrap by the waves, the salt water, the rum mixed with the ham is just not a good taste. Yeah, I had a bite of it. Everyone had like one bite except for Tim. He- trying to get wasted off. He, he, he was so and he did. Like he went for it. It was the grossest thing ever. Like you just taste the rum come through the juices of this oh. nasty chunk of ham. Yeah. Oh. Oh. oh man. Yeah, rum ham, I'm sorry. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, rum ham. Hunter number two. <laughs> All right. Um throwing it back to the Star Wars universe. I'm going Pad- um, All right. So my number two is Padme Amadala from episode three Revenge of the Sith. Uh, you know, it, it just, it hurts so bad because you see this relationship grow over three movies. You know, she was a young girl, you know, then she was a Senator and now she's like, you know, she's, she's Anakin Slampies, you know, she's knocked up and everything. <laughs> and I think what's so tragic about the whole death is that it's her lover that killed her, even though his entire path that he'd taken was strictly to save her. And it's, you know, it's so many emotions running through. And it's not even the fact that she died from the initial, you know, the choking, you know, she gave up the will to live. She gave birth to her two kids who we know as Luke and Leia, and she just gave up and you're seeing her and, you know, she's got the tears down her face and it cuts to the funeral on Naboo. And, you know, all these characters that we've seen throughout the series are just walking by her and the sad music's playing. And then the last thing you see is the little cutaway necklace that Anakin made for her in the first movie, just resting so easily on her chest. And I just remember sitting there thinking to myself, Oh my God, it is just so tragic. So tragic. Well, let it be known. You called her Anakin slam piece, but we're besides that point. That was (laughs) how tragic it was. She's just a slam piece. Well, she was Anakin slam piece though. Yeah, exactly. It's the next level of slam piecery. (laughs) <laughs> Padme, King of Slam Piece. Queen of Slam Pieces. <laughs> All right, you, my number two. Coming in a very. Okay. I was just going to say, you will not take her from me. All right, now you can go. <laughs> you know, it's tough being on Discord, you know. We're miles away here. Yeah, it's all right, though. We do well. Yes, we do. All right, my number two. Um, uh, That would be Hodor. Uh, so my thing with hodor is or should i call him willis uh (laughs) let's call him willis okay the the thing about willis is what's so sad is like you know the one the way he died and what he died for was emotional but when you get that flashback and backstory of how willis became hodor you're like oh my god one that's mind-blowing and two you feel for him. He was just Willis. He was just a regular kid. And Bran messed around too much and turned him into Hodor, who as we know him today, and he died saving Bran. Got clawed at a lot. It was a gross death. Oh, it was he sad. Got clawed at. But like what really hit me was like, wow, that's this is what became of Hodor. Like that whole way up is all because of this moment. It was crazy. Mind blowing to- and emotional. Total full circle and two minutes you know brand created hodor to basically die for him and like take him on this journey it's pretty and he does it all in one scene like you know you have hodor taking him around the whole time and then you find out that he created hodor this is the creation of hodor as hodor is dying to save brand stark because he warged into him so i mean and it was just tragic he was just sitting there he's screaming 
You see a couple of tears go down his face. He's just getting ripped at. Oh Jesus, man, that, that was that was terrible. That, that was sunk, that was sad like, as man, shit. Grant has these really real powers. I wonder how he's going to use. Them. That was kind of the last time he really used them. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's yeah, tough because there, that was, that was something lining. I was so and excited. Now for. you think about it, was there really a silver lining? It, the, it, the discussion is there. But I would vote no. No. No time. No time. Seriously. Rest in peace. Yep. Hold that door in heaven, baby. Hold that door yeah. in heaven. Uh, I'll do, I'll right, do uh, some honorable Number mentions, if, if you guys don't mind. Uh, can't say status S without saying uh, Bubba Gump. Um, or Bubba from Bubba oh. Gump Shrimp. Died in Vietnam. Gone too soon. And then... um. Brendan Fraser's character from Scrubs. I don't know the character's name. He was not in a lot of episodes, but uh, if you have time, it's like a two-minute video on YouTube of like his death scene and the way they do it is really well done. But um, if you thought we were done talking about Lost, we're not, because my number one is Sun and Jin's death in season. Um, if you've listened to the Lost discussion, you can tell I'm a big Sun and Jin fan. Uh, their whole arc is just this. And I like watching this, I was pretty young. I was not into TV romance aspect. I was more of like a Fast and Furious kind of audience guy. Like, you know, just give me the rock and like a heavy duty truck and some like machine guns and that was entertainment. But this captivated me from like season one, like <laughs> their whole story. Jin's a poor fisherman, son's a wealth, a daughter of a wealthy businessman. Jin works for her dad. They fall in love. They get married. They fall out of love. They go to deserted island that's all sorts of stuff going on. They fall back in love again. They get pregnant. Well, then... Sun leaves the island. Jin stays on the island. They get separated by 20 years of time travel. They get back together for like three episodes. It's great. And then they die drowning in the submarine. But they know they're going to die. The water's filling in. And they just come together and hug each other. And it's... I, I, I cry. I'll probably cry when I watch it, rewatch it again next time. Like, it's just... It's awful. But it's, it's beautiful in the same, same way. Yeah, no, that is yeah. a good like full circle, but super emotional death when they're just holding hands and you see them separate when they both die. Yeah. Sad. Super emotional, man. Especially you've been following them for so long, and just the way they go out, you know, at peace with it. No, they don't want it to happen, but you know, like they're glad that since it is, they have each other. You know, they finally they found themselves again. It's a hell. It's a hell. It's a hell of an exit yep. from this cruel dark they island. See each other at the church again and move on. Damn. Watch Lost. I, if you're I listening love you. to this and you're not I thinking about you. watching Lost, watch Lost. Um, if you don't watch Lost, then fuck you. <laughs> All right. Um, my number one. Here we go. I have Mama from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I've never um, seen that. Have either of you guys seen it. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I've never heard of it. I can't well, even say I've heard of it. I, I kind of really don't want to spoil it for you because it's it's, it's like the one with movie, Leonardo right? DiCaprio and Johnny Depp. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like super young. He oh, plays a fuck. mentally challenged oh, boy, okay. which is he does oh, okay, a hell of a job. okay. I've heard of that. Yes, I should watch it. So I'm. I wish I didn't say that. I I kind of thought you did. Um, I won't go too deep into it then because I want you guys to discover this mystery on your own. But it was just, it was just really sad. It's towards the end of the movie, and you know everything's kind of coming back together again. You know the lights at the end of the tunnel, and it was just a very very sad unbeknowing departure and it it'll it'll put you through the ringer it'll put you through the ringer for sure i think it's like a two hour and 15 minute movie 
you know, pr- the whole family is revolves around her and it is just, it is just something I'll, I'll leave it at that. You know, I'm not going to spoil this one. Everybody listening to this, go watch it. It's on Netflix right now. Young Leo, Johnny Depp, couple other smorgasbord of actors. Frankly, I think one of the actors is actually OG Sawyer from Lost. And another actor is the mom from Step Brothers. So, you know, you got you got some uh, <laughs> you got some cast in there. Great. Yeah. Mostly. That's I I'm right on there with Thomas with another Lost one. My favorite character, Charlie Pace. You are everybody. I shaft. Yeah, draw shaft. My thing with Charlie is he that whole season, the thing was that he was going to have to die. Like Desmond could see the future and he saw that Charlie died. So the whole season is Desmond doing things so Charlie doesn't die because Charlie doesn't want to die. And it comes to the point where they're in the um, underwater station, I forget what it's called. Uh, the looking glass, it's called the looking glass. They're in the looking glass and uh, Charlie puts in the code and figures, and then he gets talks to Penny. And he sees that the guy's about to put the grenade in there and he just like figures it out. He's like, this is it. I did what I had to do. It's my time to go. Closes Desmond out, locks the door. And then on his hand with Sharpie, one of the most known things, puts it right up to the glass, not Penny's boat. And it's just like, one, I loved Charlie. He was such a good guy, so fun. But like, he knew what he had to do and he did it for everyone on the island. He really thought he saved everyone. And it was just like, not Penny's boat and just slowly though. drowned and floated away. You know? Oh, yeah. He did. He, did. he, he like, knew what he had to do. He saved Des. He... Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I totally just didn't even think about that until right now. That is that that is beautiful. Desmond's keeping him alive for so long, and it ends up being Charlie that saves him. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then you see the life just start to leave his eyes. So sad. Very iconic moment. Um. That's our all of yeah. us got our top three in. I'm a wreck right now. Everyone shed a tear. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might have to go take like a really hot bath and light some candles. Yeah, let me set the mood. Just just relax. Lounge a little. Yeah. Maybe listen to like some opera. <laughs> that that could work. Like uh a silence of the lamb shit, you know, like be like Hannibal Lecter, you know, listen to like the you know, you know, never mind. Let's just let's just scrap the whole thing. Okay, scrapped. That bit's done. You trying to do a bit right now? Oh, I'm not. I, no, I'm not trying to do a bit right now. Okay. All right, Thomas. Um, thank you for coming on. Uh, you did a great job. Love talking about loss with you. Some great insight. Um, this was Thomas King of the Slams coming at you from NYC. So, um, Always yeah, let's give him a round of applause. On. I'm sorry for yeah. the two strikes, guys. Oh, you know. YouTube I'll stay in shape. You know, I'll keep my phone on, look, waiting for the it's next one. Right. I'll stay in shape this uh-huh. off season. You know, I'm ready. Um, I I am letting you know now. It, it is a carryover. So okay. next time you are on, you well, will I, have two I, I, strikes I to start bats. out. I'm, not, I'm just gonna. So if you do, you know, it's not going to be a good hit. Okay, I'm staying off. Sure. He, All been... right. No, yeah. you, you can Brett Gardner this shit. You can Brett Gardner this shit. Well, I guess other than that, then oh, thanks, thanks, guys. You know, an absolute pleasure, Thomas. Was it eight or nine episodes now? Love it. So keep going, yes. guys. This will be the ninth. Yep. It's, yeah. it's every, every everyone to listen to is better and better. Um, so keep it up, man. It's great. Right on. All right. So, Thomas, you want to sign off? We're going to sign off right here with words. Say your name and just 
sign off. Give us give us your signature sign well, off. What is it? We're gonna right here. I'm a two time NBA MVP and three time. And um, all I can think of is if you have not lost, watched Lost, um, you got to reevaluate who you are as a person and your priorities in life. And that's all I got. So enjoy your night. Absolutely. Powerful. Yeah. Thank you for joining powerful. us. All right. Um, I'm Danny the Wine Man signing off. Also, I got a quote here on topic with Lost. Death is not extinguishing the light. It is only putting out the lamp because the dawn has come. That was like, I could just feel the air in the room. That's all I could hear was just a um, All right. Uh, thank you, everybody that tuned in to this week's episode. I am Hunter the Consumer. And as always, you can't eat your pudding unless you eat your meat. Thank you. Woo-woo.